Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he's not trash, he's a toy, it's Arturo Zurita! I mean, they're both literally insults, but I will take it. Uh, we were just walking earlier today, we were going downtown Chicago, and there was a Disney store, and we went in there, and the first thing I said was, one... Uh, Alina, you need to give me a child so that I can continue to buy these things and not look like a creepo. Two, they're selling Forky, which just sounds like the dumbest thing to sell considering the whole concept of Forky is that a child can make whatever they want. Yes, although, you know, it's not like they're selling a plastic spork with uh, what is it, pipe cleaners attached to it. But a plastic fork with a pipe cleaner would look back than the thirty nine ninety nine forky they're selling at the Disney store. <laughs> That's you got a point. Yeah, it's a little bit more authentic. Uh, anyway, also joining us on this week's show, we've got our producer Fernando. Say what up, Fernando? What's up, everybody? No, say Let's have what, a good show. Fernando? Let's have a good show. Uh, what? Just thank you. Okay. <laughs> Fernando is monitoring the live chat on the Let Me Explain yeah. channels live stream. Uh, we live stream the intercut recordings pretty much every Monday. So if you want to join us and shoot some questions our way and mm-hmm. interact with us while we record the show, make sure you're checking out the Let Me Explain YouTube channel on Monday. And also checking out Intercut on Thursdays when we typically upload our new episodes both to the YouTube channel and on the audio feed, which is available on all your favorite podcatchers, including anything that you can get Apple Podcasts on. So uh, make sure you check us out. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe. Do all the things to help us help the show grow. Uh, In a little bit, we'll be talking about the Avengers re-release, the resurrection of a canceled Netflix show, and the Marvel Cinematic Keanuverse. But first, make sure, again, you're subscribed. Follow us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at IntercutPod. That's at Intercut. P-O-D. That's short for podcast. Art, let's start the show the way we start every week here on Intercut with what we are watching. What you been watching, buddy? Well, for those who haven't seen it right now as we're going live on Monday, uh, but as this goes up later on the week, this movie will be out. As I know some of your guys' uh, later picks will be, Spider-Man Far From Home. I was able to catch that. I know you guys haven't seen it yet. No one in the chat has seen it. We do have a spoiler review, which I never want to do. Spoiler, sorry, spoiler-free review. I never want to do a spoiler-free review ever again. I felt like I was tiptoeing over my... Mm. And this actor was good because I can't tell you. And what? I felt like I was just going to read back the first two sentences on the Wikipedia. All I said was, listen, this is a 2019 Marvel production. Uh, Go watch it. But... I recommend it. I think it's a good. I think it's a fun movie, which a lot of people are now bashing critics for calling it a fun movie, saying have the balls to just say it's mediocre. And I was like, wow, now it's bad to say a movie is fun. Supposedly that is now the thinly veiled way of because you know Marvel pays our checks. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously, Art, you you don't understand that if you don't love a thing, you must hate that thing. I'm, I've known that, though. I, am, I hate a lot of things. But, no, I mean, it really is a fun... I don't know what else to expect out of a Spider-Man movie that's so intertwined, not only with all of these other characters, not only with the mantle, as you saw with the spoiler, uh, Endgame Spider-Man video, you know? Because y'all know when it takes place and mm-hmm. what the new responsibility is for Spider-Man. But just the Sony thing, dude. 
Like the fact that Spider-Man is still being shared with Sony. Like, can we even get invested with a character that at any point Sony can just pull? Y'all yeah. acting like we haven't had another Spider-Man before the decade ends every single time. And it is possible for it to happen here again. Uh, just as I was reading some of the behind the scenes stuff. But I think it's going to be a very enjoyable movie that a lot of people are going to love. Uh, and a lot of people are going to hate. For you, it's just very for rare. you. Uh, how would you stack it up against the other Spider-Man films? Not just Homecoming, but the original trilogy and The Amazings. And well, Spider-Man Spider 2 will always be number one. Right. But, right. Uh, and Into the Spider-Verse, which I've learned very quickly has been... <laughs> woo! Into the Spider-Verse <laughs> fans um, are very passionate. Well, you know the movie just went on Netflix streaming, so people are in their feelings again about it. It's a great movie. Oh, I love it. I, my favorite argument for from Spider-Verse fans, which is my number two favorite Spider-Man movie, is you only like that movie because of nostalgia, and I really want to be like, and I just saw you post on Twitter that you just caught it on Netflix. <laughs> so if mine's nostalgia, then yours is that it's streaming conveniently. I think that's a bogus comparison. Um, I've been trying to be as nice as possible and not say, I love Spider-Verse. I specifically like Spider-Verse where they spend a quarter of the movie referencing another spider-man movie <laughs> i was comparing toy story 2 to other sequels and i wanted to say toy story 2 is better than i think i ended up saying the godfather 2 as a joke yeah but i wanted which, so bad to which say by the way your your twitter <laughs> followers need to get in check i understand most people are young but but yeah. whoa whoa i think it i think it was a joke but i wanted it to be toy story 2 versus toy story 2 versus Damn it. Oh, Empire. And then I realized, as you know, mm. it, with the ending of Toy Story 2, that'd be the stupidest thing to say that a movie that literally rips off and homages another movie with Zerg being someone's father, it'd be really dumb to say that Toy Story 2 is better than the movie it's literally taking from, in my opinion. But compared to the other ones, I would just say this. If you like uh, Homecoming then I think you're going to enjoy this one. If you hate Homecoming, like I know some people really do, don't even waste your money on this one. Or the Endgame re-release. Uh, we will get to the Endgame re-release in a bit, but before that, Fernando, what yeah. have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching Toy Story 4. Yeah, uh, going back to Toy Story. I saw, I've seen it twice now. Um, I did not expect to love this movie as much as I did. Hey. Um, yeah, because I was one of the, I was one of those people. Um, I remember after I saw it the first time, I tweeted out saying like, I kind of like anyone that doubted this movie because some people were like, oh, it's gonna be a cash grab. They don't gotta make another one. Uh, three was a perfect end. Was a perfect ending. I mean, I think this ending is great. Like, I love it. The the send off um, for all the characters uh, was great. All the new characters they introduced, like none of them like took over the movie or like. Or like um yeah toy story has long. traditionally done a really great job of uh, expanding yeah. its ex ensemble without mm -hmm. shoehorning in the new characters yeah who was your like favorite Woody new character was definitely the focus oh that? yeah easily mm -hmm. but who's your new favorite character i mean forky i love forky so much yeah For that was forky, the most interesting forky part. saying i'm trash and flinging himself over and over into a garbage can is, is kind of like a big mood for 2019. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bro, I've been seeing that everywhere. I've been saying that. I was like, a lot of people thought they were going to relate to Woody. <laughs> now they're Forky's. <laughs> no. 
It was Forky, dude. That scene when he comes out and he's like, trash. I was yeah. dying. Yeah. He's like, oh, but, I get um, it now. I'm Bonnie's trash. Trash. <laughs> I make her feel warm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. But I think um, I think Keanu Reeves um, as Duke was really good, too. And then, like, the, a really small uh, toy, like, cameo, I guess, was the, the, the winter, like, the snow soldier who kept getting shut Car- down. Uh, yeah, who Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed himself... <laughs> Uh, was voicing, I believe, all three of the G.I. Joe-inspired men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one you're talking about, is it a spoiler to mention? Or to at least acknowledge, please stay till the end credits of Toy Story 4. Yeah. It's worth it. I didn't the first time. Bro, I'll I'll tell you how fun it was. Uh, When I saw it the second time, the theater Mm -hmm. employees who weren't in charge of cleaning the theater went there and said, oh, yeah, I love watching the ending part. (laughs) So... For whatever reason, you haven't seen Toy Story 4 or you missed yeah. staying to the credits, I recommend it. Yeah, uh, I I think I'm in the minority on this podcast, at least, in that uh, the ending, while it was very good, I'm not trying to s- slander this movie in any way, uh, it didn't live up to the amazing finale of the third movie, which to me felt like a better chapter closing than uh, this film did. I, I get why a lot of people like this one. Uh, it, I just responded a lot more to the journey in Toy Story 3, even the journeys in Toy Story 1 and 2, uh, than Toy Story 4, which is also a really great movie, just not among my favorites. Interesting. We'll fight about it on a later episode <laughs> of Bro, this show. Bro, I wish this guy still worked. Bro, because he would say, Zach, you should do Dude. Well, yeah, we have a later episode coming up. We have a later... You have yours too? Zach, stop playing with your Woody on live stream, please. Thank you. Put that away. Stop. We'll have a bigger discussion for that. We have a Let Us Explain that'll be coming out. For those of you who don't know, it's going to be the smaller, short form. Those aren't really live stream videos, but it's stuff that we're going to be putting on uh, with guests. And actually, our, our, our good, loyal... Enemy, Karsten Grunquist is actually going to be on there, so if you want to check that one out. And we have a couple of other ones that we're going to that we're gonna be doing too, so stay tuned for that, because Zach and I have a lot to discuss when it comes to Toy Story 4. But Zach, what have you been watching since you hate Toy Story 4? Uh, since you despise yeah, it. Uh, since you, I know you want to go contrarian, prepare your uh, anti-when-they-see-us takes now. <laughs> what, I've been see- what I've been watching is the uh, Ava DuVernay... Uh, miniseries. No, no, no. I'm saying that I liked it a lot. So you gotta okay. do 180 if you want to argue with me about this one. Okay. Uh, right. I, I caught up with it after the both of you watched it. I think you both oh, talked okay. about it on last week's show. Uh, and you know, it, I think there are certain. El- I I don't know if I was as blown away by it as either of you. I know Art, you've talked about it as maybe mm-hmm. your favorite thing of the year so far. Dude, at, it's really up there, man. At least on TV. Uh, for me, it is definitely one of the best pieces uh, of television I've seen all year. It is a gripping and, and taxing show. It's it's not a pleasant watch, but it feels very necessary, and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel easy to put down either. Uh, the way that Ava, through telling these the story of these five boys and, and this incident, is able to chart their journey through the years... There are shades of moonlight, and I'm not just saying that because the presence of uh, 
young Andre Holland. I'm forgetting the actor's name. Jerome Jordan. Jerome Jerome. What is it? Dude, he's not even verified on Twitter and he has no upcoming movies. But Noah Centennial, Centurio, whatever his name is, has like (laughs) seven films coming out. Yeah, get get this guy uh, a Netflix rom-com, please. Bro, get this man like every single role possible. It makes no... He's the only actor. The things that stood out Uh, to me above everything, of course, were the brilliant cinematography of Bradford Young, who might be like the best in the game at this moment. I I Mm -hmm. always love seeing things... Wait, Bradford Young solo arrival? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Bro, I, I love I seeing things through quote? his eye. He, he's such a brilliant cinematographer. Uh, he's I, a genius. He uses a technique that I think uh, I've seen Pavel Pavlovsky use in his Polish films, where there's like a lot of headroom, and it kind of feels it, it, it. Sort of, I think metaphorically is meant to be like the weight of the institution hanging over the heads of these characters. There's always just a lot kind of surrounding them and making them feel small. And I think it's a really brilliant technique. It's shot beautifully. So Bradford Young is a standout, but the other standout for me, of course, was uh, Jerome in that fourth episode, particularly because he took I, it. it. It's such a journey that in itself would it could be perhaps like one of the best movies of the year if you want to just pluck out episode four of When They See Us. So highly recommend that show on uh, all on, four is one, my band. Yeah, I mean, all look, they're they're all great. One. They're all great. I'm not trying to disparage any of them. I just found that one in particular to be such a complete story. After, after one, two, and three, and then you go, oh, we're going to do this one a little bit. Di-. Did you see the Oprah Winfrey special on Netflix as well? I haven't yet, so that's something else I need to catch up That's going to change the way you see episode four when yeah. you realize that that wasn't just a directorial decision, but that came from the four men. Boy, yeah, you yeah. got to get on that quick. I do want to say something about Bradford Young, and you had mentioned uh, Pawlowski. That is the director of Ida. Yeah, Ida yeah. as well as Cold War. Um, uh, Bradford Young, one of my favorite quotes that I, I've heard from him was that he would say, and this was for when he did Arrival, was that he only did the movie after sitting down with Denny. He invited Denny over, and his wife and his children, like his entire family over for dinner so he can sit down with his wife and his daughters. And he says after that dinner, he then decides whether he's going to be the cinematographer or not because he doesn't believe in mm-hmm. leaving for five months unless he can sit down with that person's family. It is, I'm going to find it, and I'm going to use it for whatever the, the next thing that I can possibly use it for. Wait, what did he shoot? When they see us, right? Yeah. When they see us, yeah. I'm probably going to put that tidbit in there because it's one of my favorite quotes, how he says, he's like, I truly be- I will not take on a role unless I trust that person to eat with my family in my own home. I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, you're, I mean, you're already good at what you do, so yeah. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah. yeah, that's what we've been watching. Let us know what you've been watching in the comments down below, and uh, maybe Fernando can let us know some of the things that people have been throwing yes. at us. I saw that uh, I think Bartek was it wanted us to acknowledge the art in Toy Story Four, and that is something that is you know Incredible. Pixar continues to push the game and get progressively more and more uh, lifelike in beautiful yeah. ways. I, there's just so many gorgeous details in Toy Story, so. You know, I, I would say that the animation there is second to none. Uh, and I also love, um, sorry to cut you off, but the fact that Pixar isn't afraid to like switch it up because like the animation in Coco is so different right. from from Toy Story. Yeah, you look at something look like uh, like DreamWorks animation and their films have a more similar 
yeah. uh, tying together art style. I don't know how to mm-hmm. necessarily describe it. Whereas Pixar, you get like a completely different world every time. It feels like right. uh, the way that they were able to, they do this in every movie, but I felt in particular uh, the way they were able to use the, the blank toy expressions to sort of show you, but not show you their emotions was pretty Dude, amazing. In this. There was that moment where two characters see each other. And yes. It's like Woody is acting so hard right now. Yeah. To not show any emotion. <laughs> that was the mm-hmm. funniest thing. Uh, I agree. I think it's one of those things where even if you don't like Toy Story 4, there was an incredible thing at the... Because I had bought them in 4K, so it was like a bunch of special features. And in Toy Story 3, like the animators were looking at it as, we don't have a say in the story, but we do have a say in improving the technology of animation. And I was like, whoa. So like if, to- if anything, Toy Story 4 is just a capsule... Of it being everything they've learned. Like, have you? I don't know how much you've seen the animation in, in Pixar and how. Oh, yeah. uh, what's Arlo's movie? The dino, dinosaur one that they want that no one really cared for? Oh, good, good dinosaur. dinosaur. Right. Yeah. We all knew that the story wasn't really the big part there. It was them inventing animated water and yeah, yeah. how realistic that can look. The landscapes. So then we get the intro of Toy Story 4. And then we have all these things with fur and how we're dealing it and improving it from Monsters, Inc. to Monsters University. And then we get to see that with our two of the funniest new characters that we have with Jordan Peele and uh, with Ducky and Bunny. Bunny. I think even if you don't like the story, which I would argue against, the animation that they're doing is like, as animators, they're like, if at any point we stop improving our craft, then we're done. So I think that's genius, and I would argue for Toy Story 4, because if we're always saying Toy Story 1's about siblings and that rivalry, Toy Story 2... I, I personally think the toys represent both kids and parents. Toy Story 2 is when... Um, how would you compare Toy Story 2? Because we all know Toy Story 3 is college. I would say Toy Story 2 is when you start realizing the teenage years, that you may not yeah. always be wanted, then you move out to college. Toy Story 4, for me, you can look at it from the younger point of view, or you can look at it from all of the older Pixar members whose kids have all left, and now we're all retiring. Some because they don't have a choice. But now we're all retiring, and it's almost like, what's that line in the trailer? What's a toy without a kid? Some can have kids, some can't have kids. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to say it for let me explain, but I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's gorgeous. And to mention and wrap up the animation part of it, I love how Pixar is like, they're not giving you anything cheap ever, in my opinion, even if it even if it's not better than their masterpieces. So uh, We had just another one right here, $5 from Solvis. He asked, I just watched uh, John Carter on Netflix. I hated it in 2012, but now grown up, he's fond of it. How much would he have to bribe you to make a LME on it? Um, price art. <laughs> to make an entire video for a John Carter movie that lost money that probably nobody cares about, I think maybe a little bit more than $5. But shout out to Solvis for asking, though. <laughs> I get so many recommendations, and I'll be like, oh, I'll be sure to check it out. And then like a week later, they'll be like, so why did, haven't you checked out this Indian movie that came out in 2004? I was like, because I know you're smarter yeah. than to realize I get 24 recommendations a day. Not for movies that are coming out. For novelas they saw in 98, <laughs> for short films that came out in 2004, and I love the recommendations, I just sometimes can't reach out to everything, but I have actually mentioned John Carter so many times, uh, so if you've ever caught, I can't think of any videos, but I mentioned John Carter and its failures and uh, the actor so many times. I think I actually oh, used goodness. him as an Ava DuVernay thing for the, the Disney movie she made, where I, I said, know. yeah, Disney did John Carter. 
<laughs> and he uh, still got roles, and the director still got roles. You're telling me Ava did one mini little flop because of the studio's interference, mm-hmm. and we're not allowed to give her more? My man, who wasn't John Carter, did 20 other things afterwards, including True Detective Season 2. <laughs> so it's like, now nah, I know about that one. They they haven't given uh, Andrew Stanton another live-action movie, though. and uh, Oh, they haven't? No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, 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 but that's Andrew Stanton, though. Yeah. He's yeah. Pixar alum. Yeah. yeah, but this was supposed to be his big uh, break into live action. And He's Brad done... Bird learned to go back, too, after, they, after, after the true. Tomorrow movie. Yeah, they yeah. learned real quick. Oh. That's I, what I'm getting at, though. I ride for John Carter. I may be one of three people who do that, but I, I kind of loved it then, and I kind of love it now. Wula 2012. You own the 4K. Uh, I mean, if I you have your had a physical media collection, I would. Premiere. You're crazy, bro. <laughs> All right, deal. Hey, we'll make a deal. Uh, Solvis, I think was his name or her name. Yeah, yeah. Zach will do the let us explain, and he will come on on the podcast. And for his what he's been watching, that's what he's gonna have. John Carter. I'm gonna go back to it. He's gonna be like the Snyder fan. Release the John Carter. Game. Oh no. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to the yay or nay, where we talk about the latest happenings in the entertainment industry, starting with. Avengers Endgame returned to theaters this weekend with extra footage, which only totaled about six minutes, but included a deleted Hulk scene, a Stan Lee tribute, as well as a post-credits glimpse at Spider-Man Far From Home. Art, yay or nay, it's a good idea when studios re-release their films with extra footage. If it's real footage, yes. For those of you who don't know, um, and these aren't spoilers, this is a warning the Stan Lee can oh no they have a little thank you at the end they you know like when they all sign off yeah you know that was their signatures for the credits they lit up the faces because I guess people complained uh, for the first two billion in ticket sales <laughs> that they couldn't see the faces so they lit those up uh, so you can spend another eleven dollars the only other extra things that they added ended up being the st- st- stupidest Hulk scene where he's not even finished rendering, his lips don't even move to the dialogue, and it's just the scene of him getting the call right before they go to the diner. Yes, it was cut for a reason. It wasn't even finished. Y'all couldn't even bother to finish the scene. Now, I hate that they did this. The only actual thing that they did was a little five-minute thing about, uh, like a four, five-minute thing about Stan Lee. It was like a little featurette talking about how he never believed these comic book stories would be everywhere and how he remembers every single cameo he shot. And all the people who were there with him. That's beautiful. I'm not paying $11. You guys are sick. Toy Story Forever got, what's his name? From The Hobbit? From uh, oh, yeah. They got Frodo to come in and edit it. I didn't even know he uh, Elijah Wood was an editor. And he did a Toy Story Forever montage to say thank you to everybody. Y'all should have released... Grace. Say it again? Oh, was it Toe for Grace? I apologize. It's the same. The yeah, thing was... Okay. Um... They should have released it like they did for Toy Story. It's mm. kind of weird that you're like, hey, we want to honor Stan Lee by you paying 11 more dollars so we can beat Avatar. I don't get it. That said, Avatar did have... Two, someone was comparing the days because Avatar didn't get re-released until months later. Not what they did here, which was... You've also heard what the final, final scene is. The first five minutes of the movie that comes out tomorrow. Yeah. They literally, instead of putting out a TV spot, said, go rewatch the movie as a trailer for you to re to go watch the next movie that's that. Yeah, I mean, I, I phrased my question a specific way to try and trick you into saying nay, but 
You said yay, and then you still bagged on Endgame, which is kind of exactly what I hoped you would do. Uh, it's obviously a nay in this instance. Like They're basically trying to charge you movie theater prices for what I think we refer to as DVD extras. Is that the term for this type of content? Uh, and I guess, you know, I'm maybe frozen, now that physical media is dying, they feel like they can't just put this on the DVD. But, you know, they re- we talked on a previous intercut uh, how they re-released A Star is Born around Oscars time. But they also released mm-hmm. it with, I think it was more like 20 minutes of new footage and new songs and stuff like that. Enough that it felt like substantive. It felt like a a different experience in some way. I'm saying that Avatar? based on speculation. I'm not saying yeah, I have Avatar I had seen nine that. minutes of footage too? Yeah, I mean, you know, if they're going to bother charging you again for basically the same thing, you Why would like to hope good? that they're at least giving you enough that it's somewhat different. You know, uh, I I think there are, if you're getting like the director's cut, hashtag Snyder cut, whatever it is, <laughs> I wish I didn't say that. Uh, it's yeah. it's definitely it's something that like makes sense, but in most in, in cases like Endgame, I, I don't see the point. Did any of you actually go catch it? No, no, I wanted to. I was uh, I mainly wanted to see it because um, I, I wanted to take my sister to see it again. I, I've already seen it twice, and I was like, this is like the perfect opportunity. But now that you s- told me what was in it, I'm kind of glad that I didn't go see it. It's um, a waste. It's I mean, and I yeah. like the movie. Yeah, it's, it's one thing if you yeah, just want to sad. see it again, but if you're like anticipating you're gonna get something new out of the yeah. experience, this seems like a, a cheap attempt. It's cheap. At like you, it's like mm-hmm. you made two billion dollars. You could have crafted something real quick. Like they worked on Red Dead <laughs> on that final week before it was. You know, like you you guys could have yeah, yeah, yeah. put something together after making two billion dollars. And on top of that is the fact that I think they needed eighty. Was it thirty? Just to beat Evan? How whatever it was. 80 or 30, they made 11. Yeah. Yeah. How pathetic. Like, y'all should have put more effort into this. I don't get it. Or just wait a little bit longer, even. And then Like, I know do they don't the have another, another Marvel movie coming out this year, but, like... Exactly. That would have been perfect to release it yeah. when you have empty period. But... Yeah. Oh, no, dude. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Marvel overlord Kevin Feige revealed that he and many others at the company are desperate to get Keanu Reeves into the MCU. Quote, We talk to him for almost every film we make. I don't know when, if, or ever he'll join the MCU, but we very much want to figure out the right way to do it. Art, yay or nay, Keanu Reeves needs to be in a Marvel movie. No, he doesn't need to be. But I would like to see him be in a Marvel movie because of the fact that Feige has been asking and asking, and he's like, no. I'm not right. <laughs> he's yeah. not against franchises. He's got his own. Join Toy Story. He's I, waiting for the right one, and I appreciate that. Right. I do wonder what types of roles he's been approached for, because I can't necessarily think of a role in the MCU that, that would be ideal for him. Uh, I'm sure He'd just be will... playing himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's why we kind love of... him. It's, it's why he became a joke, and then he became hated... And then we get, just like we did with the Makanasans, which we also know the Makanasans disappeared, so the worst part about this right now, and with all the memes and everything, is that you kids are not going to care after a year. Just like everyone cared about the Makanasans, and then he, no one saw the beach bum. Yeah. <laughs> right. How this long is, before... Keanu Reeves is having like a yeah. really big moment right now. Yes. 
Uh, he's also doing it without literally. the benefit of Marvel. Uh, he's got his own mm-hmm. superhero franchise with John Wick, in a way. You know, it, it's... I don't know how much he necessarily needs Marvel. Uh, in the same interview, Kevin Feige talked about how Jake Gyllenhaal was kind of a slippery actor that they wanted for several projects, and now he's in the new Spider-Man movie. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, a eventual villain turn from Keanu Reeves or something like that, but I'm not desperate to see him in the MCU. That said, when they cast, they cast well, for the most part. What would you want to see him in? Are you talking about, like, in the MCU or aside from he the did, MCU? No, MCU. Oh, I would like to see him in everything outside of the MCU, but inside of the MCU... Uh, bra- I could see him making a really interesting Guardians of the Galaxy villain. A lot of people keep saying Guardians of the Galaxy, and I would love that too. I got a better villain for you that someone has said right here from De La Serna, who says a lot of peeps would love Keanu to be the Silver Surfer. The, oh, I, I don't even yeah, know that I've heard what too. they would do there, but that would be great. That'd be dope. That, that's fine. That'd be dope. Pop TV, a cable subsidiary of CBS and the home of cult hit, uh, cult hit Shits Creek, has saved one day at a time from cancellation. The show, which aired all three of its previous seasons streaming on Netflix, will become the first streaming show to be resurrected by a cable network, pulling the opposite of what Netflix once did to shows like Arrested Development and The Killing. For now, the first three seasons of One Day at a Time will remain on Netflix. However, Netflix will not have the rights to stream Pop TV's fourth season, and Pop TV won't have the rights to stream their fourth season for a couple of years. Art, yay or nay, do you think other networks will look to pick up shows that Netflix cancels? I want to because one of yours and I's favorite shows needs to get picked up. And we had this question yeah. for a while, and that said, if Netflix is the one saving shows, then who saves the shows from Netflix? Rest in peace, America. I hope Vandal. this we continues. I hope this continues. Yeah, I mean... You know, I look at shows that gained a lot of popularity on Netflix through reruns, like Breaking Bad. Even Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking yeah. Bad, has talked he's, about he's admitted it. Was, it, yeah. it was the, the availability of Breaking Bad on Netflix that got so many people into the show. That, to me, is a sign that just because Netflix says no to something doesn't mean that it's not a viable product. Netflix mm-hmm. is kind of the big game right now, and, you, you know... We talked about it with American Vandal. There's other shows uh, that people I know have loved on Netflix that can't, got canceled after a season or two. You liked uh, Friends with, from College a lot, and that just recently got canceled. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm working on a whole video just because of that. Yeah. Dude, season one was meant for season two, and season two walked so season three could fly, but I'm never going to get it. Channels like Pop TV don't need huge numbers, and there might be enough built-in fans of the Netflix show to go over and, and justify its existence. So I, I think I'm this is like the, the turning college. of the tables a little bit. I know. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. The most the worst part about it is, is uh, all the extra subscriptions, which is yeah. a discussion we're going to have in a bit. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely something we will get into in our topic mm-hmm. of the week. Uh, I've got one more piece for the yay or nay. Disney has already turned to Chicago and Mary Poppins Returns director Rob Marshall to helm its upcoming live-action Little Mermaid. They've also hired Lin-Manuel Miranda to write some songs, new songs for the movie. However, rumor has it that they've found their Ursula for Under the Sea. Melissa McCarthy is currently believed to be on board as the villainous, villainous octopus lady hybrid both Jacob Tremblay and Aquafina are also reported to have joined the film, but Art, 
yay or nay, McCarthy is a good choice for the role of Ursula. Dude, when Alina told me about this, I was like, that sounds like a really good choice. I don't know if she can sing, but then I also remembered the one thing that I'm very curious to see how they handle. Ursula's purple. <laughs> um, True. I mean, we yeah. did have Thanos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's almost a certain tone to her purple. Yeah. That I'm just curious to see how they're going to do with Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Yeah, we, we'll see. We'll see. Because uh, Thanos doesn't look like a human. He looks maybe, like an Maybe they're planning to go like real Lion King with this and she'll just be like an actual octopus. Octopus. Oh, genie? <laughs> like a genie? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. McCarthy seems like a fun fit for the role. I don't know if she's necessarily like what I have in mind, especially because I haven't heard her sing. Maybe she's a good singer. Right, yeah. I, I don't, like, really I don't know that. I don't know, if she's, I don't know if she sings or not, but I, oh, I did find something interesting since we're on the topic. Mm-hmm. Did you know the uh, the actress who voiced uh, Ariel is actually the same voice actress who does Barbie for the Toy Story franchise? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or I is it Bonnie? It, or, or, sorry, sorry. It might be Bo. Bon- I can't remember. It's I one of those two. Bo? It, it's it's Bo or, or um, Barbie. Jesse? Yeah, it's okay. Bo or Barbie. No, it's Bo or Barbie Bo. for sure. Yeah, uh, I thought that was super interesting. Someone had brought it up as I was like reading the stuff uh, from the. For- well, she had brought it up. She was like, "Oh, the boy asking that I did here, you know, it was like from when I did stuff with Little Mermaid with Disney, and now working with Pixar." And I was like, "Wow, that's so interesting." Because it's like the real voice actors, you know, the ones who only do voice acting, uh, to be able to to recognize their voices. You know, I always yeah. think about that when I play video games. Uh, who's the guy who does Uncharted and? And he does all of those. Oh, um, um, I also love Troy Baker, who's who's another big guy uh, who does voice acting for video games. I always think it's interesting when yeah, you're yeah. listening to it, and it takes you a little bit, and you go, "That sounds like the Joker. That sounds like right, untru- right, right. yeah." But we'll see. We'll see how the live actions continue. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to bring something up because um, I see it in the chat, and I want to see your opinions. Um, someone Nolan says North, yes. Someone says um, Lizzo for Ursula. Thank you for bringing that up, Zach. (laughs) But then my same thing arises. She's purple. (laughs) Dude, Zoe Zaldana got crapped on. They're not gonna. They're not gonna make her a racial caricature. We are. We are beyond that point. And I mean, I would. I would have hoped so. We'll see. Okay, even if we're beyond, don't people still say stuff though? Depends. I don't. I think. I, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, okay, positive note, though. Lizzo singing. Right. She puts the ring in single. So, see, this would actually get me excited about The Little Mermaid. The thing you that would I show up. Like, I'm not really... I, I like Melissa McCarthy. I, I see a lot of stuff that she's in. I thought she was very good in uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me Last Year, for example. Mm-hmm. But she's not... Her presence in a movie like The Little Mermaid isn't going to get me to see The Little Mermaid. I don't know if Lizzo alone either would get me to see The Little Mermaid, but that's kind of that sounds cool. I don't know if she. I would be super she act? Yeah, she did. Yeah, did you like, see how she pretended I, she didn't care what critics thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would make me excited. That's a good pick. Yeah, see, this yeah. is where I like to chat. That's exactly. a good pick. Uh, so that's all for yay or nay. Let us know in the comments what you would like us to talk about on future episodes of the show. Uh, you can also leave us a question by emailing us at intercutpod at gmail.com. 
Yeah. Uh, for now, we need some help from the live stream. If you're watching along, yeah. please give us a few questions. We're going to answer some of your mm -hmm. thoughts until we get to our topic of the week. So, uh, Fernando, if and you've as, been sorting through yeah. the comments section, let us know Fernando, what people are thinking, what the inner cuties out there want to know. All right. One interesting one, which I'm curious to hear your guys' opinions on, is uh, Jadel Guerrero asks, will The Office continue? And I don't think it's going to continue, but that brings up the whole it leaving Netflix and people being upset about that. We are going to get into that actually on our topic of the week. But it's one thing that we're not oh, going to talk true, about on our topic of the week is is whether or not The Office will continue. NBC Universal has sort of been hinting at that they would like to bring the show back, but they are. The, you just think there's no chance they don't? They're definitely bringing it back? Do I want to prove it to you? Well, you had mentioned Breaking Bad got such a boost from Netflix and they knew it. We're, we're going to talk about that exactly. Okay, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait on that one, we'll wait on that one. All right, all right. Someone asked, uh, Midnight Hyper asked, thoughts on the Jumanji Next Level trailer, if you guys saw it. I, I didn't. Uh, I heard that Jack Black is no longer playing a teenage girl, though, and I'm yeah. officially upset. Yeah, so I saw it. And That's what got I your actually... seat. That's what got your ticket. That's what got your butt in the seat the first time. <laughs> yes. But let me try to let me try to save your ticket, Zach. Okay. Okay. So Jack Black's not playing a teenage girl anymore, but this time The Rock is playing Danny DeVito. What? I'll watch the trailer. I'll watch yeah. the trailer. <laughs> the trailer is pretty good, and I was I was I thought the first uh, Jumanji um, reboot with The Rock um, was entertaining, so I'm I'm interested I to see this one. I thought it was great. Yeah, uh, that was really it's funny. <laughs> it's a good movie. I kind of loved it. I watched it like four times. Better than John Carter, though. Like, come on. <laughs> they're, they're they're like my they're like my classics. You know, okay. when, I, when I'm yeah, feeling yeah. down, I just I pop in that John That's Carter Blu-ray. It makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, okay, so someone asked um, X AJ Rex 2.0 says, um, "What is your favorite movie so far?" And I guess you can answer for 2019 since it is like mm -hmm. the midpoint of the year. Yeah, let's go quick with them right now. Right off the uh, right off the top of my hat, loose. Comes out August. Check it out. I made several mentions to it uh, in previous videos. That's my favorite so far. Fernando's. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is Last Black Man in San Francisco, which hey, is which is out, out in theaters right now. now. Go check it out. Yeah. yeah uh, I I'm gonna say the farewell. Uh, I was trying to think of what's my favorite in that's out right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but oh, mine's not out. That mine's not out. So yeah, I mean that's the Dude, problem with uh, going to festivals August and catching things early. It's like August I want to talk stacked. about this thing, but no one else is willing to. It's Talk yeah, about this thing. Hey, I'm or gonna notes. put it to you this way. I'm gonna put it to you this way. I in the in the month of August, mm -hmm. just buy a ticket for anything, bro. Yeah. Loose. Britney runs a marathon. The farewell. Good boys. I have seen every single release in August almost. <laughs> I don't know why they all chose August, dude. You can buy a ticket to almost any. All my Isn't favorite. Amazing Jonathan Peanut also Butter coming on Falcon. streaming in August. Which one? Amazing Jonathan, I think, is gonna be on streaming in August too. The Amazing Jonathan documentary that is no longer untitled will be releasing on Hulu for you to watch. Yes, Zach, yeah. thank you for bringing that up. August is stacked. I've been here so, ooh, 2019 is a disappointment, and I was like, Fernando, shut up. August, when it gets here, it's going to blow everything. You've that. been complaining about, oh, May, you didn't like May. Shut up, oh, yeah, Fernando. May was disappointing. August is going to make it up for you, my friend. Trust me. It's going to blow you away. But you saw Loose, I mean, didn't you? Yeah, I've seen Loose. Um, I haven't seen The Farewell, which I am excited to see. Yeah. Man, good boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good yeah. Boys. I, I thought um, Loose was great. Also, that's in my uh, top five or seven for the year so far. 
Uh, mm. I think actually my favorite of the year that I that is out is Us, uh, even though that's not on my oh, top okay. ten. Thanks, all your top ten festival films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do a quick one so we can get into the uh, into the topic of the week. Let's go through. All right, someone said, uh, "Who's watched season two of Dark? Uh, aren't you watching that right now?" I'm in. Or... I'm in the midst of it. Two episodes in. So confusing. So exciting to cover it. All right, someone. Uh, Cal S uh, said, "Anyone watch Chambers, a Netflix show?" I got uh, the first two episodes, and I thought it was Zoe Saldana's um, <laughs> Colombiana. Hmm. But I was also in the midst of traveling. It was when my brother got got engaged, so I ended up finishing it. And then when they see us, and a bunch of other stuff came out. Yeah, that's a show that I was thinking about checking out, but uh, it got quickly, it very quickly canceled by Netflix, which I always feel like is, is unfair yeah. to those shows that are just debuting. Like, let them yeah. maybe build a little bit. Uh, but it, as soon as it got canceled, that kind of yeah. lost. Fernando will watch the whole season and make an article on it. Thanks. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a super chat from Kevin uh, Padro Estevez, hey, uh, $5. He said, just wanted to say oh, what's up. Kevin, what's we just shouted you out before. Uh, we will get yeah, to we... your midsummer questions that you kindly emailed us, intercutpod at gmail.com, on uh, next week's show when we've caught up with the movie. Dope. So, yeah. What up, Kevin? Yeah. All right. Uh, someone asked, thoughts on Euphoria or Gentleman Jack? I don't know if you guys have been I'm waiting on, on both of them to finish. I think Gentleman Jack just finished. Euphoria barely started, but I've been hearing crazy things. All right, Chase loves it. Yeah. Is he in um, on it? I didn't know that he started watching it. I mean, He's in the show. <laughs> in on it. Um, let's see. Someone asked, Beats on Netflix for rap fans? I don't know if you've heard of it. I saw I saw half of it. It's it's interesting. It's uh the what's his name? Anthony from Blackish. He's in there and oh, he pretty uh, much Anderson. helps the kid. Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson is in it and he plays a guy who used to be like a like a producer and he finds a kid who was in an accident, I would say, in an incident in an attack, and he makes beats for a living. It's pretty interesting. I got through halfway. Like I was watching it as I was, I was going to bed. It was a pretty interesting movie, but I haven't finished it yet. All right, nice. uh, and then go ahead, Fernando. Oh, okay, I was just gonna say that Dead Nation has been uh, bringing up um, if we've seen uh, when they see us, and we have. Uh, we oh talked yeah, about dude, it we talked about it all times. the time. Oh, yeah, uh, we yeah. talked about it so on much? last week's intercut, so you can go to YouTube. <laughs> we've talked about it on the last four intercuts. We can go to uh, YouTube.com/slash/intercutpod or check out the previous podcasts, yeah. uh, intercutpod on iTunes or wherever you look for podcasts. Uh, if you want to see our thoughts on that, we also talked about it a little bit earlier in this live stream. Mm-hmm. So either rewind or wait for the replay later tonight. Uh, and I've seen a couple people outside. asking also about the uh, Dead Don't Die LME. We're gonna do a LUE. On... Let us explain over here for the intercut that we'll be uploading because that that's one of those was like. You need to have a discussion. Yeah, but uh, and we, I think that was as we do more and more of these live streams, we are going to be doing some recordings off of the live stream as mm-hmm. we don't want to spoil "Dead Don't Die" for a random passerby. Yeah. So check yeah. the intercut stream for uh, more of those. That's the best way to put it. All right, question of the week, Zach, because because I gotta go, I gotta go back on my tangent over here. <laughs> All right, so uh, recently, as we get into the topic of the week, let me do a little bit of a preamble. Recently, the internet learned that the beloved NBC sitcom The Office, a staple of Netflix streaming service for over a decade, will no longer be able available to watch on Netflix in the year 2021. Yes, that still leaves you with another 18 months to rewatch the antics of Dunder Mifflin, but regardless, the internet freaked out. Despite The Office having ended six years ago in 2013 and 
available to buy on <laughs> platforms like Amazon. Or anything, yeah. But why, is, why was this so notable? Why are so many people talking about it? Well, that's because, according to Nielsen, Netflix users watch 52 million minutes of The Office in 2018 alone. That's more than any other show on the Netflix service, or on any service. It's 20, more, 20 million more minutes than the second most streamed show, Friends. Art, you may remember that Netflix paid $100 million to retain the right to stream Friends through the end of this year, 2019. Mm -hmm. But this time, Netflix didn't drop the big cash. Comcast did, paying $500 million for the rights to stream The Office for the next five years on their as-of-yet-unlaunched streaming service. Art, there are a lot of questions that this brings up. But first and foremost, I wanted to ask you, do you think... That Friends leaving Netflix at the end of this year and The Office leaving Netflix at the end of next year potentially spells trouble for the streaming giant? I mean, if you take the first letters of not just Friends and The Office, but the shows they've canceled and the Netflix shows that are to leave and the awards that are being given to Amazon shows and to Hulu shows that won the big Emmy, it definitely seems like Netflix has become, you guys know the little Susie parable. I'm not familiar. Bro, every popular girl hangs out with the popular girls and no one listens to Lil Susie until one of the popular girls becomes like the end of the shtick. So then she hangs out with Lil Susie until she's cool to go back with the popular girls and they leave. <laughs> and they take their turns messing with Lil Susie because Lil Susie hangs out with you when you're not cool enough. But then once you're cool enough, you leave her alone. Netflix has been used by Disney who came in, figured out everything they needed to know about streaming with their deal with them. Then at the end of it, took everything away, right? It's like Netflix should have signed a prenup because what they had here was what Kanye West warned us about with Gold Digger where Disney literally came in and snatched it. Now, Disney has a thing of this. I was reading up on Pixar with Toy Story where they told Pixar we'll come up with a deal because Disney was taking 50% of what they were making. They sat through meetings for an entire year as a joke to their face, literally signing, okay, we're going to deal with, and then they got bought out. They just bought out Pixar, which makes you think this was a deal you were working on and you literally set representatives to come sit down with the Pixar people who were pitching you ideas about how we're going to work the deal. But Disney had already made it up in their minds that they were going to buy it. Disney had already made it up since the beginning that they were going to leave all their stuff from Netflix. They were going to take everything in order to create their own Disney service. The Office, as I was saying earlier, just like with Breaking Bad, is something that garnered so much viewers, they were able to see how much traction they got. And The Office is one of the very few shows that when you try to search up something on YouTube, NBC, Comcast, whatever you want to call it, got so greedy, they will copyright literally anything that you try to upload because the first thing you see is everything from the official Office page. I was there when this purge was happening because I have friends who live by The Office. And we would search up scenes and we would see the scenes diminish and diminish and diminish as the YouTube page for The Office started re-uploading all their clips in HD. That's great. That's cool if you're an Office fan. But it felt so corporate. They started making Making a Murder. And it was just video essays from The Office account that just edited Toby as compared to the Making a Murder scene from Netflix. They own everything. Because they want to make sure they're making all the money off of it. You've seen the merchandising for The Office. Zach just told you it's the most viewed show over Friends. And now, you said Comcast bought it. Yes. You've heard the joke? 
The headline? NBC had to pay how much? $500 million. It's NBC's own show, but because one of the subsidiaries owned it, NBC had to pay 500 mil? Yeah, the licensing. For piece. their own show they produced. Dude. Oh. Say something else. I don't. <laughs> I gotta search up something right here. Make another <laughs> point, but. Well, so when we're talking about the future of Netflix uh, and whether or not the departure of shows like Friends and The Office will ultimately hurt the platform, I mean, I, mean, I feel like it depends on how we define trouble, obviously. Netflix has spent the past six years making a lot of content because they knew at some point all these other studios were going to want their TV and movies back. So Netflix planned for this, and they make really good stuff, some of our favorite shows. Yes. But even still... There's an interesting statistic that I also want to mention. Did you know that Netflix is currently responsible for 15% of all internet traffic, as in in the world? YouTube That's and Amazon insane. don't even do half of that. So if you're YouTube asking me... YouTube and Amazon? Not uh, separately. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Like, they're, they're not even reaching 15%. They're about 7%. The free platform YouTube and Amazon, which I know people who have never left their house because they can Amazon everything to their house. And Men in Black, they had a scene in Meerkash or something. (laughs) In in like the middle, it was like overseas. They didn't even have plumbing in the scenes. But I kid you not, since they had a sponsorship with Amazon, someone dropped off an Amazon delivery package in a bike. There's no cable wires anywhere, but Amazon was still there. Gotta love that brand placement. Yet Netflix is number one. That's crazy. So That's insane. If you're, if you're asking me if I think that Netflix is going to continue to dominate in that way, no, I, I don't. I think some shows like Friends and some shows like The Office are kind of integral to that. And, and I don't know if, like, you know, The Ranch or Tuca and Birdie is ultimately going to be, like, a sufficient replacement for that. Don't do uh, like that. You know, we're getting into this era where, where there's this increased division and there's, you know, the studios are asking you to split your time between these apps more and more. Um, Disney Plus needs no introduction. They literally have Netflix's core numbers. When Netflix doesn't want to let people know about things, Disney was like, you idiot, you didn't read the fine print. I'm pretty sure they have all those numbers. Disney can easily reintroduce all of their Daredevil shows that they're having a blast seeing people write petitions for to bring back. They are. They will bring it back in some way. They yeah, have they all of this demand. nostalgia and stuff. Um, Hulu is winning awards that Netflix just isn't. Netflix continues to get nominated, and we love seeing them at the Oscars not win awards, while Hulu is picking up Emmys, while Hulu is doing stuff to work with cable providers and Showtime and HBO, where Hulu wants it to almost be a box, kind of like what Apple TV is doing. Netflix ain't doing that. Netflix is it's yeah. either we have it or we don't. Over here, it's like, we can have extensions for you. Add your Showtime shows at other times. And Amazon is the only one who literally has movies really coming out to theaters, like Late Night, like a right. bunch of uh, Britney Runs a Marathon, that as soon as it's time for them to go to DVD, will be there right out there on Amazon, and that already comes with your Amazon subscription. Holy, sp- that, was the vi- that was the movie we wanted to see in theaters. Netflix don't have it. Guess who does? They do. Now, Netflix has Stranger Things and stuff, but I agree with you with what you're saying, that the 15%, which is ins- I had no idea that was even... Right. I think there is something also to be said about the ease of use of the Netflix platform. I don't know why other companies aren't quite as good at it, but I 
don't. I also don't know why it feels like it's harder to watch something on HBO Go than it is to watch on Netflix. I don't know why I watched more Party Down on Netflix than I ever will now that it's on Hulu. Fantastic mm-hmm. show, by the way. Uh, but Netflix really? okay. has cracked that code, and it's really easy to scroll through and pick out things. So that is one just one weird way that they still do have an advantage. Mm-hmm. But they you still gotta to have to want to watch things that are on that platform. Mm-hmm. They stream in 4K. You can yeah. download for on the go. It's got a variety of different things. I do think Listen. there is something to be said that you know in this in this era where people are paying this much for older stuff. Uh, we I mentioned earlier the hundred million dollars that Netflix had paid for Friends. They previously only paid thirty million dollars for the rights. So this is a inflating budget uh, for, for things at. like this. When it came I, to the office. I wonder, as more and more studios pull their content away from Netflix, all the nostalgia views, all the people who want to go back and watch what are already their favorite things, if that ends up hurting Netflix, if, if they don't have the brand association with things like Marvel, all the old uh, NBC shows, is Netflix no longer like the comforting place that it once was? Can Netflix then be the independent source to be able to post your movies so you're not an idiot losing money in the theaters when people Maybe. are not going to go see it, but you also don't have a franchise to make, a.k.a. what Disney wants to put out? Maybe. So have an uh, and maybe, maybe that's why Netflix does so many things. Maybe that's why they do TV and they movies it, and stand-up and yes. documentaries and all this stuff. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do that, yeah. But you, you brought up a great point about that, how 30 mil... Uh, <laughs> We're worth more than that. It's the same thing with the with the office, and I've been telling you that they've known this for a while. The yeah. office was big. You're lying if you're not telling me that the office didn't get bigger because of Netflix. You brought up the numbers instead of watching the new thing. We've said this joke so many times. Oh, an hour and a half movie? I don't have time for that. Proceeds to watch an entire season of The Office, though. Yes. Right. Yes. Like people just watch that comfortably in their background. And two things: one, they're just gonna get greedier with it. You said they haven't even created the the streaming service. They haven't launched it at least. They haven't even launched. I don't know really name. It. Bro, this is like uh, 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 the Nets just picked up Kevin Durant, but the man can't play for the next two years. <laughs> they're they're buying something that's gonna get benched. Let me let me go with this last one right here. Yeah. And this comes with with physical media, and I think a very important conversation we have towards the end of it. I was just at a library. Just gonna spoiler alert. Get right to the end. Your libraries and your tax money go to the thing that a lot of you have been ignoring since elementary school. Go to your library. They don't have something you want. They, you know they have video games? Yeah, movies, they got everything. In 4K. Like, if they don't have something you want, just ask for it. They not only buy that, it for you. Not only that, a lot of libraries have a streaming service now. Canopy. Hoopla. Canopy. Canopy. That- so many different things. You don't even have to leave your house and this is for free. Your tax dollars go to it. Bro, if y'all saw what I paid in taxes last year, I'm in this hole every single week because I paid for this. I'm going to rent out books I don't even intend on reading. Use that because at a certain point, I understand how difficult it is to collect things because that's money and that's space. And not a lot of people have that. So the libraries have that for you. But when we're talking about the streaming thing, and I was really big on that because I've been traveling a lot. At what point are you going to have way too many subscription services? Right. And if it's things for the office... This is something that we touch on whenever we get into these discussions about the future of streaming. We inevitably say that at some point there is going to be too much to pay for. Mm -hmm. Uh, The appeal uh, of streaming was that it's 
a cheaper way to get entertainment than a cable package. But no now way. we're coming up against an era where we're going to have like as many as like 20 or 30 subscription yeah. services competing for our money. What do and you think that tipping point will be? Are we close to it? No, I don't think there's a tipping point. Look at all the channels that were created. Look at all the YouTube channels that were created. And a lot of people say, oh, YouTube's going to die. No, it's not. Has TV died? Radio hasn't even died. Right. Right? It yeah. Just, those people idiots took them forever the to embrace podcasts. People change exactly. the model and figure out how to make it work for the people who want it. TV learned how to make it work with streaming, and streaming is now learning. We're a lot closer to TV than we thought. I don't think yeah. that's going to change. I think what needs to change is the consumer's mindset. Don't be an idiot and make – the most upsetting part of this whole conversation is that you're being an idiot and you're making decisions off of The Office. The Office costs $130 on Amazon to get the complete series on DVD. Well, most of you don't pay it. But Netflix costs $12, $14. That means 10 payments you own the series. So why are you going to get the NBC thing? Do you even know what else is out on NBC right now? You're going to pay your $12 for the NBC thing just to watch The Office? No, purchase it. Buy it. It's $120. That's less than your yearly subscription service. And it comes with all the extra stuff. I think it's when people start making decisions on stuff like that that it makes no sense. No, make decisions on the originals that Netflix can bring you. This is a good segue to another one of my my questions, actually. Do you think The Office is enough to launch a new streaming platform all on its own? Does this guarantee Comcast some sort of success, considering it is so mega popular, so extremely memeable, just a huge part of the internet economy. One, I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They're bringing back The Office and they're bringing back an Office spinoff series. That's my theory. I just told you they didn't just make this move. I explained to you how they smelled it, literally changed the entire YouTube landscape of their clips for that. Very greedy. I've been seeing more merch getting pushed. Have you been to a Target after the deal with Friends? They sell Friends shirts now, and they sell Friends mugs. Yeah, there's deals that are made behind the scenes. This is another one, and without a doubt, they're not going to be able to bring back the whole cast, but they are going to bring off a spinoff with somebody. I can guarantee you that. Right, and a lot of people from the old cast have said they're willing to go back, and they're interested in going back. Steve Carell has repeatedly said he wouldn't, although he uh, recently joined a new show that Greg Daniels is making, I believe, for... The Apple TV streaming network, uh, just speaking of more TV streaming network options out there. Uh, when, I, that's actually another intriguing thing is that I feel like Apple, when they enter this race and try to bundle some of these subscription services together, that could be a, another big game changer. Dude, well, here's the thing with it. I don't know who Apple has behind them, but you said it was Comcast Universal. Yeah. You know that, right? So yeah. that's not just all the NBC shows. There goes the good place. Yeah. Uh, NBC Universal has all the Transformer movies? Despicable Me movies? I mean, I definitely know some parents who are going to have to uh, cash out for that. Hey, you want to go to Disneyland? Then you better have the Pixar, the the Disney Plus subscription to binge all your favorites before you go so you can really feel part of it. You want to go to Universal Studios? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be called the NBC app. That's why it's unnamed yet. That's What's crazy is when it. they're going to start giving you discounts to Disneyland if you yes. have a Disney Plus subscription. Exactly. It's going to be like a Coke can for Six Flags. Yeah. Universal, NBC. Don't just look at NBC. Look at Universal that owns NBC and all the Comcast subsidiaries. Look at the Minions. Look at what what else is out right now from Universal. It's sound. huge. Oh, stop. Uh, there's <laughs> other stuff that are huge from Universal. Series. Like, um, they have so much. 
The Fast and the Furious. Oh, Jurassic World. Fast and Furious, Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. They're good. You see Everybody's I mean? looking not just for the these office. franchise tent poles to basically uh, and Universal make has whole a... universes around. Bro, like, com- like I know, again, we're hearing NBC, but Comcast has vials of our blood. Yeah. I tell you, uh, Comcast or AT&T. Fernando, did you have any yeah. thoughts on the future of the streaming services, how, how the office changing platforms might impact uh, the future of how we watch these things? It's just, it's so interesting to me, the fact that those two shows that are so old, <laughs> just like, are the ba- are like the backbone for for Netflix. Um, I guess we also have to kind of give them some credit because although it's like fun to like bash them or whatever, but a lot of the success, like a lot of the reason why Netflix is successful, um, is because people like to watch those shows, and through that, Netflix is able to make other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that is um, a positive from them. I mean, I'm not someone who who's rewatched the office like a bajillion times i don't know if you guys have but i just i just think it's interesting that so many people got so upset about this like don't it's you such... own it already why are you mad yeah like it's if you care for it that much you don't it what's your show My, maybe like it's on not netflix? on netflix maybe it's on something else that you always go to and if that's gone you'd be like what the hell do you have I one mean, or not well you know i'm not like a big tv guy mm-hmm. um so I mean, Game of Thrones was that for me for a long time. I rewatched. So. HBO gets rid of Game of Thrones, <laughs> canceling your uh, subscription. Fernando, do me a favor. Yeah. In the future, refrain from calling shows that aired when I was in high school really old. Just for my hey, own, it's my own set. Hey, Friends in Black and White, right? It's in Black and White. <laughs> silent series. Ancient. Um, so yeah, I just it's like super interesting, and then. Netflix is losing friends at the end of this year? Yes. Or will they the have to like too, pay yeah. for it again if they want to keep no, it? I believe uh, Warner is planning to have their streaming service ready and they'll take it in 2020. Um, it, Warner and HBO. AT&T owns yeah. Warner and HBO. Mm-hmm. That's why they yeah. have that annoying oh. thing where if you wanted anything to do with HBO or West wow. or uh, Game of Thrones or Westworld, you have to go to an AT&T shop to buy that because they yeah. did the whole payout. That would yeah. be interesting. And I think, I don't know, I think I read this somewhere back when American Vandal got canceled, but I don't know how it works with the whole Office thing since they bought it from Netflix, but I read that when American Vandal got canceled, another streaming service couldn't, like, pick it up because there's, like, this clause This where... is the same situation that uh, impacted the one day at a time day pickup a time. because yeah. it was initially rumored to be going to the CBS All Access mm-hmm. thing. Which is uh, trash, but... by the way. But they have a clause that one day at a time can't be on another streaming platform for uh, several more years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, that's – it's interesting when we get into these like exclusivity things and you get, mm-hmm. you get things for a certain run. And you know, I think one thing that's going to be really interesting is if we get all these streaming services and let's just say that Hulu folds, well, what's going to happen to like The Handmaid's Tale, right? Is that just yeah. gone? Because I don't think there are Handmaid Tales DVDs, are there? No, Stranger Things is one of the very few things that gets that right. VHS because it sells, it's merch. But yeah. you're right, like there's no there's no American Vandal DVD that I know mm-hmm. of. So yeah, oh, dude, I, I, I guess know. that's crazy. Pray that Netflix lets us keep watching it. 
Yeah. And I think that screen also... Screen record it now. I don't know what else to tell you, man. <laughs> screen record it. <laughs> I think that might also affect, like, the Marvel shows. Like, I'm sure they're going to want to, like, reintroduce them. But I think if they want to make new seasons, they got to wait a little bit. Probably. I think they're doing that on purpose. I think just like yeah. with Fox, like with the mutants, they're like, we're mm-hmm. glad a lot of people are excited. But he probably, he's just straight up said, he's like, we're not doing that yet. Yeah. He's like, we yeah. know that that's big. It's like, mm-hmm. buying them was super cool because they're like, how are you going to do Thanos? <laughs> we're reintroducing the X-Men once it all dies down. Like, we're, we're set. We're good. So, I don't know. It's an interesting question to see yeah. which, which one survives and which one goes. Right. Well, streaming came in and disrupted the industry the way Napster changed the music business. Mm-hmm. It's how some of you are watching or listening to us right now, streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once all these big companies finally launch their platforms, they'll have to find a way to make it all palatable to customers because if they don't, they'll go out of business like we were just saying. So we'll continue to monitor how this all shakes out. But uh, for now, we're going to move on. Let's get to our final segment of the week. It's the new to, or sorry, it's the picks for the week where we recommend stuff for the inner cuties to watch. Art, what is your recommendation? Uh, if you're going to theaters this week, I highly recommend going to go see probably one of the biggest movies, which is Midsummer. It's actually a really good tale about uh, religion, cults. Does it take place all in a day? I haven't seen That's it yet, most. but I feel like I already should recommend it because all of this man's work, including Hereditary that I hyped the hell out of last year after Sundance, it's a masterpiece. They're saying yeah. this is an even better masterpiece. A lot of people. Some of your favorite directors, your favorite breaks. directors, Jordan Peele, which is a lot of people's big inspiration right now, says that's an inspiration. Yeah. So uh, that's a big one. If not, it's a little too scary for you. Did see Spider-Man: Far From Home? Uh, crucial. It is the ending of the saga, and the beginning of what's to come. So I would catch that. But if you're at home, uh, watch when they see us. As you know, that's a that's a that's a pretty big one. Uh, yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Okay? I don't think I've seen anything else on streaming. So, Any of the big releases today in theaters? Very good. Very cool. Uh, Fernando, you got anything for the watchers at home? Um, let's see. Other than everything that Art said, because he pretty much took all the good stuff coming out this week. <laughs> well, um, first next time. Then, I guess if you haven't seen Toy Story 4 for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, or the after don't worry. It's not a cash grab. Because apparently if bombed at the box office... Because I only made a hundred something. Bro, don't you hate when that happens? Like when the end of the month comes and he's like only 100k? What? How am I supposed to live? Yeah. So go see Toy Story 4 if you Mm -hmm. haven't. If you hesitated at all, just trust me. It's That's great. Toy Story 4, Mm -hmm. Superman, and the scary movie for July 4th week. Like that's that's dope, dude. That's yeah. It's a lot of money's gonna be generated this upcoming week. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, speaking of July 4th. The new season of Stranger Things is dropping, I believe, on July 4th. Wow, they don't want uh, you to so leave. I haven't seen that yet, obviously, since it's not out. But uh, by the time this podcast is out, it will be. So maybe mm-hmm. click on over after you're done listening to us and go check that out. Hopefully we'll have some thoughts on it on Let next week's Intercut. Yeah. Uh, if you check out our Twitters, we'll probably be reacting to the show. I'm sure there's there's bound to be some <laughs> memeable moment that we're going to get in on. So Watch uh, it's, it's trash. <laughs> Watch I've actually, just the early buzz that I've two. heard is, is really good. There are yeah. some people saying I, it's their best season stuff. yet, so That's I'm crazy, very bro. curious about that one. Uh, and I will echo the When They See Us and Toy Story 4 recommendations, as those are both great. 
but that's all for this. When they see us. <laughs> that's all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter at zshevich or on Instagram and Letterbox, also at zshevich. That's s z s h e v as in the village i c h. And you can check out my YouTube channel, youtubecom show. Art, where can people find more from you? You can find me at the A to Z show or let me explain. Oh, we got two Ooh. Twitters going on over there as well for the people who wanted that. Uh, at LM Explain, I believe, on Twitter. LME Explain. Yeah, someone had taken actually Let Me Explain uh. and LME Explain, but I figured it worked out. And it's a lot easier because I'd had a lot of people going, uh, What is the at two show? They thought the Z was a two, so I was like, All right, let me switch it over. You know, let me explain because not a lot of people knew the comparison between the two, and uh, it's been doing pretty well. I'm blowing up. Uh, I follow everyone who works on the channel, so if you go there, the five people who I'm following there are all the people who have been helping out with the stuff. Uh, but you can also follow them here directly as Fernando shouts out his place where you can go troll him. Yes, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at it's border logic underscore logic, border logic? actually. Border, Border logic. logic. Yeah. And then, other than that, you can find uh, my writing on www.theatzshow.com. Yes, mm-hmm. the great ATZ Show website where we are uh, supplying you with the latest in ATZ, whether that's the new LME videos that we're posting, or it's our list of the best movies of the year so far. We actually updated our best movies and our best TV shows of the year so far lists on theatzshow.com, so make sure you head over there and check those out to get our recommendations of what's out and available. These aren't talking about the movies that uh, we've seen it, well, maybe a little bit, some of the festivals that have yet to come out. A lot of the stuff is available, so if you're looking Mm -hmm. for some recommendations, check that out, looking for some things to keep an eye out for, it's all available on theatzshow.com. You can also listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. It's a Chase cameo! It's right in at the end! At a Taco Bell. Is he ordering? You can find Chase at his Orlando address of 747. (laughs) Uh, I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod. Find new episodes of Intercut on Thursdays. Please leave us a comment, like the video, consider heading over to iTunes to leaving us a five-star, five-star review. It really helps the show, and it just kind of makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. All of them are at IntercutPod. That's at IntercutPod, short for podcast, to get updates throughout the week from Art, from me, from Fernando, from Chase, and from all of our guests here on the Intercut Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, what do we call that? Foreplay? <laughs>